Jojo Burke from Pop X Cast, a proud member of the Gonna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all of our podcasts at gonnageeknetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome back to the Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, David S. Dawson. Thank you once again for joining us. It is now 2019, and this is our final episode of Season 5. This is our lively discussion with actor Merrick McCarthy, who returned to the show after several years to talk about his endeavors in Los Angeles. Very successful endeavors, actually, as an actor. He's been in some amazing shows, including uh, the Lethal Weapon TV series, and uh, we just really love chatting with Merrick. He's always got such great advice for up-and-coming actors, and he's just, uh, you know, a really wonderful human being, one of my favorite people in our community, and I'm so pleased that he came back to chat with us once again. Be sure to join us later this month as we live stream the start of season six of the Intellectual Podcast. I'm super excited that we're moving into our sixth year. It's been a long road to get here. I thank you all for your support and for continuing to listen to the show. If you're looking for other great podcasts to listen to, might I suggest You Are Gonna Die Alone from our friends Jordan Jacobo and Kristen Chandler. Season two of You Are Gonna Die Alone will be coming up here really soon, so it's a great time to catch up on season one if you haven't been listening already. You can find them wherever you listen to podcasts, including iTunes and Google Play. If You Are Gonna Die Alone is not enough for you, you can always check out more incredibly geeky shows at the Gunna Geek Network, the podcast network that we're a proud part of. Just go to GunnaGeekNetwork.com and you'll find anything to tickle your fancy there. I guarantee it. And now, let's get into episode 233, because of our Christmas episode, of the Intellectual Podcast with Merrick McCartha. Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The Intellectual Podcast starts now. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Intellectual Podcast, live streaming on Facebook. I am David Dawson. And I'm Whitney Wegman. And we're sitting with our very good friend and very talented actor, Merrick McCarthy. <laughs> Has that always been your intro voice, the, the woman there? Has that been the thing? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, since uh, <laughs> talk, hard, <laughs> talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm <laughs> spoken by an Australian bird uh, has been on the show since at least episode 12. Okay. We have Darkwing Duck. It's awesome. Darkwing oh, Duck is also on one. it, and that's we been around since job. our first year, uh, but it's not usually the opening. The opening is that one, and oh. we usually close out with Darkwing Duck. Well, thank you both for having me on. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. I really appreciate Good it. Good to have you back. It's my understanding it's been a while since you've been on it's the show. It's been a little bit. So Merrick, bit. Merrick was first on the podcast the same night that Mark Atkinson joined the podcast as a co-host. And we recorded Mark's first uh, sit-down chat with me and Merrick's chat with me on the same night. How long wow. ago was that? Uh, four or five years ago now? Yeah, it was a while. Probably. It was like, yeah, it was like year it was, two of the podcast. <laughs> it was a while. Mark early, early in year two of the podcast. Yeah. 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 Huh. So Mark, uh, by the way, uh, <clears throat> was sad that he couldn't join us tonight, but he had work. Okay. Um, so he couldn't be here, but uh, he did say he was going to try and watch if he could. Good. Um, but who knows? <laughs> Good, yeah. Mark did a pretty, uh, we'll have to reel a pretty him big in next movie, time. I think, a while back. Wasn't it? Mark? Yeah. Uh, what's the vig? Oh, what's the vig? Mark, I, I remember that. Wow, movie. that's a throwback. We yeah, I think it's know, on Amazon. Know, Is it know, on Amazon? You know, uh, what, probably, possibly. Yeah. You know, you know the what's the vig uh, references? They don't, they don't drop as often. <laughs> <laughs> well, I make a point to mention it every time I get to talk about Mark Atkinson on camera. So that's hilarious. <laughs> um, but no, it is available on Amazon uh, for streaming, and mm-hmm. we'll gladly refund your money if you make the mistake. <laughs> um, 
But um, I believe it's it's, a, it's free for Prime members. Okay. Now, and so. I got to see it at theaters and um, with lots of tequila involved. And I think that's the way that you're supposed to watch that film. I'm, oh, I'm given yeah. to understand. We closed out the first film week, San Diego Film Week, with What's the Big. Wow. We, we made a whole drinking game out of it. Oh. Whenever Steve Schwartz was creepy, you had to have a drink. Uh, whenever somebody had a baseball, you had to have a drink. Uh, it was fun. It was goofy and it was fun. It was a great way to close film week. Yeah. yeah, I didn't realize it was that. That's that's cool. But uh, no, we wanted to catch up with you, Merrick, because it's been far too long, and I know you've had a lot of things going on. But but before we we move into all your updates, I thought we maybe could uh, revisit a few things. So mm. can we can we see some of these things? You got stuff. Yeah. There's a few things that we're going to look at. Okay. Uh, well, look at that handsome devil in there, right there. <laughs> that uh, is things happen. Oh, that no, that's the recency effect. Yeah. That's yes, that is. Effect. That was pretty upset then. Yeah, yeah. you're very upset in that movie. Yeah. You're very, very yeah, upset. I'm a happy guy. Um, huh. It was All great right. that you were part of that film. Because, yeah. you know, that film for me is like the movie where I've kind of really started to feel like I knew what the hell I was doing oh, really? as a director. <laughs> Isn't that also available on Amazon Prime? <laughs> no, that one is not yet, but it will be soon. Oh, okay. Um, let's see the next picture. Oh, oh yes. Oh, that's yeah. More recent. That's more recent. I uh, didn't realize days. you had that photo <laughs> of me as Spock. Spock. It was a pretty, you know, it was logical choice, really. Yeah. <laughs> so that was for yes. this year's uh, Film Awards, right? The, yeah, that was parody. a fun little parody, parody of the, parody. yeah, yeah. And that you and Whitney a, got to act. Yeah. Right? Yes. That was a fun shoot. That was. And, and w- until it started raining on us. No, but your Marty is, McFly is just amazing. Oh, thank you. I was thoroughly impressed. I can, I can do Spunky. <laughs> yeah, as I was with Randy Davidson's uh, Shatner. That um, was just insanely good. Yeah. <laughs> Randy was so that character that I forgot it was Randy. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, let's see the next picture that we have. Oh, oh just some fun. There's the three of us uh, hanging out. three of us, you, me, and Randy. Is that the jacket you're wearing right now? That is, in yeah. fact, the jacket I'm wearing right now. <laughs> oh, that's Film Week. Is that Film Week? That was uh, that was Film Week, yeah. Okay, excellent. That was... Yeah, that was uh, a gala. Was that the one that was that at was the... That was the first uh, Film Week, right? Yeah, the, that was at the Lafayette. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that opening was a fun night. night. Yeah. When, when uh, Whitney and I were doing red carpet coverage. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, let's see. Well, there's one more. Oh, yes. oh yeah, Aww. that is such the bromance uh, yeah. is real, folks. <laughs> that is, As my uh, sister stated, tonight was a night of bromances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so, a fun photo. You sent me that last night. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was in an emotional moment. I thought about how how strong our friendship has been over the years. I, really, I came across it. This photo just kind of makes me remind me how awesome of a guy you are. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we. Uh, uh, we, we, we go back a ways now. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how time works like that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Merrick, you've been busy, busy recently. What are, what are all the things that you've been working on? Uh, well, I, I, I live in Los Angeles, as you know. So, uh, being there, having stronger representation, I get out to audition a lot more. Um, so, I'm doing a, you know, up for commercials and, and TV shows uh, quite a bit. So there's a couple of uh, commercials that are coming out very soon. And uh, there's another TV show episode I'll be in, I think, next month. Can you share it? Or? Yeah, I think so. Um, there's a reboot of One Day at a Time, uh, where they're all they're Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm a character in that, in that episode. I forget which episode it is. But uh, One Day at a Time, I think it's on Netflix. Um, so that was a really fun shoot. I got to hang with um, Rita Moreno, uh, Stephen Tobolowsky, who you know from Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. who's actually a personal friend now. <laughs> so, I'm uh, part of a theater company in LA now too. So a lot of the actors and our uh, members in our company are like these well-known TV actors and film actors. It's it's crazy. And uh, Stephen Tobolowsky's wife Anne is one of the, on the board of uh, directors, and so we just what, went to a show. What is the theater company? The Road Theater Company okay. in Burbank. Nice. So, yeah, that's an awesome, awesome place to be a part of. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I'm t- constantly doing things, auditioning quite a bit, TV shows. Um, you've seen some things, I think, this year as well. So. Yeah. How long, how long have you been in L.A. now? Uh, it is going on, God, two years? A year Gosh, and a half? Oh, really? Yeah. I want to say a year and a half. 
Everybody's still looking for you for rides to LA. <laughs> I know. They, I, they're, it's surprising how many people don't know that I live in LA now. It, it's, it is it's, really, it's really. I think I kind of told everyone, hey guys, just so you know, I'm moving to LA, and I still run with people that I know, have known for a while. So you're, you're in LA now? I said, yeah, I've been there for a year. So. How, uh, how hard a decision was that to, to make to go to LA? Um, well, luckily for me, it was an easy one because it was the right time and things were lined up mm-hmm. to, to do that. You don't want to move. So moving to LA to be a working actor, God, you've really got to make sure things are lined up. Uh, otherwise, you have the risk of falling out of acting. Mm-hmm. Um, you get wrapped up in something else, you'll find a job up there, and it'll impede your ability to audition as much as any job you'd have in San Diego. So, you know, it may burn you out, as they say. Um, for me, I, you know, it was easy because I happened to be at the point where I was getting a lot more auditions. Um, my representation is getting me up there, and I was working a lot more consistently to support myself acting. Uh, and I found a good spot. My girlfriend Peg and I found a great uh, condo in a um, place called Eagle Rock. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eagle Rock's cool. Yeah, yeah that's Eagle Rock's really, really cute. cool. And uh, it just, everything kind of lined up. So that is uh, what I recommend. If you're not really sure, you realize that you're just going to be at risk. That's all right. I'd say. Okay. So, yeah. Um, well, before you went up to L.A., mm-hmm. um, we saw an image of the, re- the recency effect. Mm. Um, but you also acted for me in another film called Things <clears throat> Happen, which is available on Amazon. Um, and Things Happen uh, is a film that I'm incredibly proud of, uh, not the least of which reasons would be you're in it mm-hmm. and you're fantastic. Um, so since it's, it's this film that won some awards here uh, a while back, but not everybody has seen. Um, so I wanted to, to play a clip from that okay. on the stream tonight. Sure, sure. Um, so if we could take that live, that'd be cool. Look, I know you're going through some stuff. But I thought you said to be okay with this. I thought we agreed that getting back on the horse would be good for you. Damn it, I put my ass in the line setting up this fight for you. Fuck me. Look at you. You'd get your ass kicked six ways a Sunday by an old lady with a purse at this point. Listen. It's been three months. And what happened? What happened is about the worst thing that could happen to anyone. But you have to move on. You have to keep going. Things, things happen. And we're back. <laughs> and I'm wow. wigging out because we got some, uh, <laughs> yeah. we got some wow. tech issues going on here. Sorry. So like, it's hard for us to even watch what we were looking yeah, at. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a really memorable shoot. I got I think really got to meet the full intellectual crew um, for that evening that we shot that that scene. Was it just like an overnight thing we did? Yeah, it was up, up in Idlewild. Idlewild. Yeah, um, really, it's a great time getting to know everyone, the family and the crew. It was really nice. Yeah, because you, um, you came up Friday and you yeah. shot your scene Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, well, that's when I knew David's a true friend, because I'm like, he's like, I need you to shoot, and I, something happened where I didn't have wheels to get up to Idlewild. He's like, all right, take the train to my house, go in my garage, get the keys, go out to grab my car, <laughs> drive my car up to Idlewild. I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't yeah. want anybody to the car. And how long had you known each other at this point? Well, we, no, but not really that, no, yeah, no, no, not, not long. Very long. Not that long. We hadn't worked together yet. David's like, just take my car. It's yeah, I'm like, all right, yeah, I guess you really want me on this shoot, but it, it was uh, yeah. it was good. And uh, yeah, I've got a I, I'm in process of creating a new reel, and that is perfect for uh, the reel. I didn't just looking at what we just saw. I'm like, wow, that's what I need yeah. on the reel. I've got a lot of things that are kind of quick scenes or short scenes with me on TV shows, but the casting people in LA are saying we need you in something that shows you as a lead. And something, and that is what that is. So yeah, yeah really got. There you go, perfect. Yeah, I use that. When I was putting everything together for today's show, like I was like, I know the thing I need to put in there. I got to put this shot out. Yeah, I'm really glad you did. Yeah, it's easy to forget. You know, it's been a while since we (laughs) since we shot that, but (laughs) you were so good in it. 
Thanks. Yeah. Again, I want to make sure people saw it and, and heard that from me. That you, you're you're very talented. Well, I'm very you. happy you were in that role. Yeah. Um, now we do have some clips that you and Peggy sent in. Okay. Um, so I thought maybe we could take a look at those and then talk about your experiences on the various programs that we're. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. So let's take a look at the first one. <clears throat> Sir, I'm Detective Turan, LAPD. Is Miles Daly around? I'll be one sec. Hello? Mr. Daly, this is Detective Turan. How are you today? That depends what this is about. We had a Mr. Wayne Kenyon file a complaint accusing you of assault and battery. Said you confronted him last night at Nazario's restaurant. Me? No, that doesn't ring a bell. Are you sure he doesn't mean someone else? Yes, sir. Mind if I ask you a few questions? Go on then. Mr. Daly. Sir, I need you to come to the station with us. Yeah? Yeah. Since you and I spoke, we've obtained security footage of the confrontation between you and Mr. Kinian. You're under arrest for battery. Could you turn around, please? Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was that from? That was a show called Get Shorty. It is a show on the streaming network Epics, and it stars Chris O'Dowd and Ray Romano and a couple of other wonderful actors. Uh, it's, of course, a take of the uh, the film franchise Get Shorty with John Travolta, but this is Chris. It's the same premise mobsters <laughs> get into filmmaking. Um, but that episode is me as a detective that was arresting Chris O'Dowd for something he'd done the night before. And uh, that was a great experience for a lot of reasons. One is they got to be directed by Adam Arkin on that episode. That's awesome. Uh, hit off right away. I mean, it was just, bam, right away we just uh, clicked. And uh, he just told me that, hey, I saw your audition. I thought you were great. Just, you know, let's do that. And uh, gave me a lot of freedom and I was able to relax. And... We actually shot the scenes, the outdoor ones, like blocks from where I live. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, because they shoot on location like, all over. Excuse me, guys, I'm going to go grab a sandwich. <laughs> I know, right? It was like blocks from my house. Uh, so that was awesome. But uh, Chris O'Dowd is a great, great guy to work with also. Really nice, uh, down to earth. We rode on the transpo van after we were done shooting back to the... Uh, Lot. So they they have their base camp at a mall that's near not further from my house than the actual location was. <laughs> yeah, but I had there. to go to base camp because that's where my trailer was, and I had to get the transfer back to uh, the street location, which is just blocks from my house. But uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I liked it. And was that a just a guest starring role? Come in, come out. Or? Yeah, that was just a one day. It's you know open for um, recurring if they if they want. Um, Chris O'Dowd's a guy that on that show would get in trouble a lot more times than just once. So you hear well, that, folks? So you, you <laughs> might show up again. Yeah. Go go and, and write letter campaigns to Epics. Tell to, me to get your like that one detective. That, that detective Turin, that guy. Something about him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sometimes that's all it takes, right? Yeah. Letter writing campaigns. Yeah. We can push for that. Yeah. <laughs> we got a platform. I mean, there's people watching, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now, Merrick, the last time you were on the show was before before I even knew David, I yeah. think. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, long before. Yes. So um, I don't know if you answered this the first time that you were on the show, but um, what was your journey to becoming a, a full-time actor? I mean, like, what, are you California born and bred, or where, oh. where, where did you, give us your life story. Well, I, do, I won't go into the long version now, but originally I'm from Detroit, Michigan, uh, the son of two police officers. Both of them graduated the same night at the academy, and uh, that was actually a fun growing up it was not it was strict because yeah. they were both cops <laughs> but uh it was really really good you get to run the siren every once in a while no 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 <laughs> um but yeah so I, I moved from uh there to california and i ended up going to ucsd to study engineering electrical engineering which i did and i uh, got a job as an electrical engineer with a, a firm that makes uh, computers for satellite programs. Mm. So I was an engineer for a, for a number of years uh, doing that and had some success, had things you know, go off into space and things like that. And then I think what happened is I kind of, I came to, un to understand that me 
being in a lab all day, not around people, is not what I, what I wanted. No. I think I just wanted to do something else. I wanted to you know, be more than that. And uh, I started, I did some kind of presentation, I think, for work. And uh, they're like, man, you you should come and work in sales. It was it was kind of that that thing. <laughs> should do more public speaking. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of things happened for me. My mother passed away, unfortunately, years back, and I ended up leaving and going into uh, into finance, and and which is a, more of a sales job as well. And um, I did that for a few years as well. And then that was sort of a turning point because for the company I worked in, finance, they were doing promo commercials and they were having the employees be a part of this promo thing they were doing. And so I went to do mine, they're like, wow, we gotta, this is really great. So they started using all mine and that kind of really kind of made me think maybe there's something to this that, you know, getting out there in front of the camera was something I could try out. And I went to, um, uh, I heard about this competition in San Diego called the 48-Hour Film Project. I don't know if you know about this. 40-Hour yeah. Film. Yes. You hear about that? Yeah. yeah. Robin, Robin's watching. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Robin. Actually, I think this, Robin is, and Dwayne before, this is right before Robin joined uh, on to, to Helm that. I think at the time it was... No, it was before Dwayne even started Helm yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, and so the, the one blonde lady was running the show at the time. I, I believe... Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. So I went to audition at the time they were auditioning for different teams and I went to I mean, I had some, in high school, I had some acting classes and things like that, that's so why I was, felt like I knew what I was doing. So I went to audition <laughs> for a couple of teams, and I was literally laughed out of the audition room. Like, what, you know, what are you doing? Why are you, it was like that, like, get out, you don't even. Really? Yeah, it was wow. bad. It was humiliating, humiliating. And then I went to another audition with um, Michael Bergemeyer and Bill Bork. Mm-hmm. And uh, they watched me audition, and Mike said, okay, now let's try this one. He kind of worked with me a little bit. And it wasn't humiliating. Oh, wow, they were really nice to me. That was pretty cool. And I was happy with that. I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> I wasn't humiliated at this audition. And then uh, lo and behold, that when they got their drawing, they, they uh, picked their, their genre was uh, historical fiction. And they asked me to come in to be um, part of the film. Yeah. And that was my first time being in a film was with what's now the Amalgamated Grommets. Yeah. And yeah. co-starring with Kristen Chandler yeah. of the You're Gonna Die Alone podcast, <laughs> who, by the way, has asked you a question. Uh, All right. So let me start real quick with Kristen, because that's when I first met my dear friend Kristen Chandler. Uh, who, uh, she's not here, but she's here. Uh, an award-winning actress herself, who is one of my dearest friends in the world. And uh, I apparently missed her birthday celebration just a bit back. And I want to wish you a happy birthday because I love you. And uh, you know how much you mean to me. Our friendship's gone back so many years. So happy birthday, my dear. And I hope to see you at some point. But just know that I'm always thinking about you. And I always hold you dear in my heart. And you're the best, best actress that I know. Okay. Um, (laughs) So her question goes... Uh-oh. Eric, you're such a humble actor. <laughs> How do you keep so positive in such a cutthroat community like L.A.? Um, wow, that's a good question. I think uh, I, tr- I just, um, I, in San Diego, I, I got to the point where I wanted to be more spiritually grounded. So I do things like meditation. I try to stare on positive people like Kristen Chandler and uh, people like David Dawson. Uh, who are just really good people, and <laughs> and uh, so you should have seen him when Jordan was on. He was saying how much a curmudgeon he was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and it's also funny about Jordan Jacoba. I realized that uh, Chris and I was I was thinking it might have been your birthday, and then I actually reached out to Jordan Jacoba. Like, hey, is birthday coming up? And he's like, No, it's not for a while. I don't know what you're talking about. So it's Jordan <laughs> Jacobo is the reason that I missed your birthday. <laughs> So when you see him, if hey, you see, Jordan, him, you see that bus, boom! <laughs> <laughs> I think you just got thrown. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jordan didn't do that, but um, but yeah, that was working with uh, Kristen Chandler, who's been a great friend of mine. So from there, I worked with that team. We that movie uh, was called Just a Man, starring Kristen Chandler and Lauren Hill Purcell and myself and Peter Butenheck. Um, and we ended up winning the 48 that year. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the start of us kind of winning some, some awards uh, working together. For several years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then from there I got work in San Diego and I started to get, uh, I got representation from Just a Man. And I got my first agent because I got, was in oh, wow. the 48 hour film is how I got my first That's awesome. agent in San Diego. So That's cool. Yeah. Uh, 
I believe this is Chris, and you got two hearts. <clears throat> you two, you won't die alone. Uh, no, I won't, because I have a wonderful and beautiful girlfriend, Peggy Warner, who's also a wonderful photographer in L.A. Um, so yeah, thank you, Chris, and I don't think I will die alone. <laughs> um, so here's, here's two questions that are kind of close together a little bit. And So someone asked, when's your next workshop? And Jen uh, Allen asks, what's your advice for young or new actors entering the industry? Uh, uh, I don't have any workshops planned. I did one uh, last summer. And uh, there are great people in town that do workshops. Uh, D. Candace Paul does a really great uh, audition prep workshop, if you haven't heard of her. Um, great teachers in town. Carrie Scott, Terry Ross, uh, Billy Coward are in town for... Things like that, but myself, I don't know. I know Jody has a new facility coming up with um, Mega Sixty Four. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's a nice facility. We kind of threw it out there that maybe I'll come back and do like an audition intensive workshop, but I I, I can't say for sure okay. right now. But that's uh, fair. That's that's fair enough. for new actors starting out, get training and just understand that uh, it's it's work. You know, it's not it's not uh, easy. It looks easy, <laughs> but any, any job that requires a talent and art that this does, whether it be directing or acting, the people that are good at it make it look easy. So just realize, even though it looks easy, it's not. So realize that when you go into this business, it's gonna take work. It's gonna get time, training, heartache. You're gonna have to learn more than just acting to make it. You've also gotta learn the business. So just be prepared to do that. Yeah, uh, Bradley Cooper, who um, starred in and directed uh, Star is Born recently, mm-hmm. um, He's won some some decent awards already. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody asked him recently, you know, what did it take to to do this and and succeed at at portraying this character and directing? And his response was along the lines of, "I put in the work." <clears throat> yeah, um, it really is about that. It's about doing the work, and uh, and acting doesn't just happen, right? What? No, I mean, well, I, we've had this conversation with lots of people who have been on the, the podcast. The fact that it's kind of running a small business. You are your own small business as well as being the product of that business. Yeah. So uh, it's a lot. It's, you know, more more than the 40, 40 hours, you know. Um, so like 80 hours of work or a week, if not more. Yeah, because yeah. it's the getting the job, doing the job, and then rinse and Promoting repeat. The job, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's yeah, it's definitely that. Doing your taxes, keeping yourself trained, so you're you know. I'm a huge advocate of actors should always be learning. So even if you're at the top of your game, there is something more that you can do, some workshop out there. Um, Because I feel like even technique, each time you come back to that technique, it's going to be different because you're in a different place in your life as a human being and as an artist. So um, I, I tell my students, if you go into acting, you better really like being a student because you are a perpetual student for the rest of your life. Speaking yeah. that, uh, Leandro Cano asks, uh, is there a favorite book about acting that you have? Hmm. Um, there, are some, there are many great books out there, but I think uh, one of the books that kind of at the very beginning inspired me was the autobiography of Michael Caine, believe it or not. Mm. Um, and it was just his story about how much he struggled as an actor. Mm-hmm. And he talked to all the people that he knew coming up. Uh, Sean Connery, Terrence Stamp, all these actors where he lived. And finally, he talked about the one that had happened where the uh, broccoli, those guys uh, that do the bomb movies, they came up to him at, at, a, at, a, at a pub, I think, and that we want to sign you on for a, a deal for our studio to do films. And that was like the start. And so he just talked about what happened, you know, the transition of you know, being broke as an actor and working really hard and struggling and then finally it happening and it just kind of motivated me that him feeling he was too old for it Mm -hmm. at the time it happened that it it can happen so that was really one of the things that uh, got me through um but um there's a lot of books out there i can't really name one uh other than that that i think really well we have another clip Mm. uh that you sent in so let's uh let's take a look at the clip and uh see where that takes the conversation Uh yeah (laughs) <laughs> Mike, you roll that. My guess would be the bullet to the head scrambled his brains. Who would have the motive to kill Tito Flores? Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's the head of one of the biggest cartels in Mexico, so I'm guessing it's a long. Here's a voicemail lifted from Tito's phone. Tito, hola amigo. You know what? 
I woke up this morning and I thought the sun is shining. What a great day to put a bullet in your head. I'd like that stricken from the record. This isn't a trial. Okay, well, I want my lawyer present because my brain is still a little foggy. It's a residual effect of pain medication. So I am not responsible for the things I've made said. Well, I'm an open book. So ask away. Why were you hunting Tito Flores, Detective Prince? Because he killed my wife. Next question. <laughs> right. Wow. That's very, uh, I am not humored by you, Merrick. <laughs> wow. That was, uh, that was Lethal Weapon, which is on Fox. Now, that was actually the uh, season opener for season two of Lethal Weapon um, with uh, uh, Damon Wayans and Clay Power. And uh, Beth Lutifer, who's also in that, that scene with me as well. So that was a fun shoot. Yeah. What questions do you have about that? How, <laughs> for any for anybody who's thinking of becoming an actor and looking to kind of come in for those kind of guest starring roles, like how long on average do you spend on a TV series set like that when you come in for? Is it a day? Is it a two day kind of thing? Uh, you know? Well, that particular one with Lethal Weapon, I was on multiple days, um, and. Yeah, you, you go in um, early. So in television world and perhaps film world too, it's like this. When you get hired to do a job, you get to set, they call you in at five in the morning for some reason always. <laughs> and you literally sit for like four hours before you even go to makeup. <laughs> they do that because in LA it takes four hours to get 20 minutes down the road. So you wanna make sure you're there at the beginning of the day. Yeah, that, but I think it may be that. They just, they feel secure making sure people are there. Yep. Uh, and so they, do that as a precaution a lot of times actors are late don't show whatever they don't want to be scrambling at the last minute these things especially tv will cost tons of money per hour right um so yeah you get on set you've got the you know in my case i usually get a trailer that's pretty nice and um you get to relax and until they're ready for you uh, you go on you've got your you know your sides ready to go if you need them you should always be ready to go when you get there anyway but uh yeah, that was uh, that was fun. So that one was different because uh, it was a season opener, and they had a table read, which they don't always do. They had a table read, and it was their first table read. They weren't sure they were going to be back for a second season. So I walk in, and there's this big room with a big square table with these little pa uh, paper pl um, name plates all, all around the table. And I see mine, I'm, I'm like, wow, table <laughs> read. And so I pull out my, and there are like sort of people gathering on the periphery of this table. They could have been producers, they could have been directors, it could have been, I don't know. And so, but I'm the only like actor that's really there at this point. Oh, cool, I'm gonna take a picture. So I pull out my phone and take this picture and my flash goes off. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I put it away quickly because I don't know if this is a confidential. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, be suddenly like an alarm go off and they come like cart me out, you know, <laughs> toss me out the door. So uh, I know that if you go to a table where you don't, have your flash on if you're gonna take pictures to the table. But um, yeah, it was great. And then walks in Damon Wayans and everyone else there and, and uh, Beth Lutifer is there for that. And uh, that, that's, so the table happens and then days later they'll do your, your shoot days and that can be a week later typically or something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a really fun experience. Working with Beth Lutifer was great. She's from, uh, originally from The Daily Show, a comedic actress that is on a show called, or was on a show called Dog with a Blog. I think you ever seen that show? I'm familiar with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she was great to work with. And Damon Wayans, who, you know, since growing up, you see him on Living Color. Right. He is, um, you know, he, he brings the funny to the show. He comes in, he's ready to work. He's not mean. He's not overly silly or, or anything like that. He's ready to work. He's cordial. He took a nice photo with us, which I should have sent you <laughs> uh, as well. But uh, yeah, it's, it's great. We're going to have to work on your uh, marketing package. Yeah. For future. Uh, so yeah. I have a quick question. You are saying earlier, um, obviously you get to set super, super early, probably mm -hmm. four hours early. What do you personally do hanging out in your trailer during that time that you're waiting? Like, do you take a nap? Do you do some yoga? What is your preparation? Um, yeah, you want to, you go over it. You can, um, you know, check out what the sides are. Make sure nothing's changed from what you last saw, because that does happen last minute. They make a change on you. 
Um, there's a, usually a television in there. There's a fridge in there. You can go to Crafty and grab some food and chill. You can go in your trailer and take photos of yourself in your wardrobe, which I never do. <laughs> and then you can, uh, or you can, <laughs> or <laughs> uh, you can go out and meet other actors and kind of hang out a bit. They don't mind. But for you yourself, you don't have a like ritual that you do, or you just um, kind of play it by ear. No, I mean I, I meditate daily. Either way, uh, there depends on how I'm feeling. I might take some time to to get that part in uh, for that for that time. Sure, but I, I feel like I never am nervous when I go to set. I'm never nervous anymore when I go to auditions because that's my job. It's what I do. It's what I love, and I, I don't feel like I, I don't feel nervous about doing something that I love to do anyway. So okay. yeah. I also wanted to ask, so a lot of the clips that we've seen, um, you seem to play a lot of cops yep. and FBI, you know, detectives, <laughs> and you said that your parents were uh, police officers. Yeah. So two questions. Do you think that having parents that were police officers has influenced um, your persona as far as an actor? And two, how did you craft and market yourself? Like, did you know that you were going to go for these roles or have they just sort of been coming to you? That's a great question. Um, I certainly think that growing up in my home with my mother and father, who were uh, upstanding, you know, people taught me to be well-mannered, well-spoken, carry myself with confidence. And they were also police officers, so they had that authority about them as well. Definitely played into just how I come off, I think. And I didn't get into the business thing, okay, I'm gonna be, you know, the next Beretta, which actually would be kind of cool. But I didn't think <laughs> that I'd go and be the next, like, you know, uh, cop guy. The industry's kind of shown me that, hey, we like you as this. You pull this off really well. And these are the roles that I get called in for and booked for the most. Yeah. The, you, you do the a police good job officer, with the authoritative. Yeah, here. the doctor, the police officer, the professor. Yeah. So, and I don't fight that. Mm -hmm. Why? You know, yes, I'm an actor. Yes, I'd love to play the deranged murderer at some point or the, the love interest that, you know, is with Halle Berry. But right now, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> at me. Peggy popped around. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> no. Uh, sometimes the industry will show you what they like, like for you the most. And once you're established, once you've built up that body of work and you have the resources to go and do other things, you do that. But don't fight. People say, I don't want to be typecast. Well, you know, you're not really, you're a no-name actor. So you're really not. You're, typecast is a good thing. It, it can be a good thing. You're yeah. starting out, you get to work, and you get to build your brand with that. And then you can go off and do other things. Right. So, yeah, w stay with your strengths when you're starting out. We, sure. got a, we got another clip that you sent in. Yeah. Uh, that's a little different okay. than the rest of these. Uh, can we go ahead and roll uh -oh. that mic? I... I'll do it! I'll kill him! I'll kill him! Just put the gun down, son. Shut up. Shut your damn mouth. This is all your fault. Don't come any farther. I'll kill him. Just put the gun down. Get back! We can talk about this, son. Back up! I swear I'll do it! I swear I'll kill him! Calm down, Carlton. Son, I've tried so hard to change. I'm sorry, disappointed. I don't care that you're gay, pa. God, I wish you'd just come out and be done with it already. And why did I wanted you to love me the same way that you love Mars? Carlton, you're my son. I love you more than anything. No, no, you, you became so obsessed with Mars that you took him away from me. I lost my father and my best friend because you couldn't control yourself. Carlton, come on, son, don't do it. Carlton, baby. Don't do this. Please, baby, don't do this. Listen, I know good's gonna come from this. Nobody, stop now. Put the gun down and let's all just talk. Hell with it. No. <laughs> That was intense. Yeah. Yeah. What was that from? Uh, that's from a show called Rebel. It is a BET show produced, executive produced by John Singleton. And uh, it was one of the great experiences working on film. That character, I was a, a closeted gay deacon. 
And uh, the guy with the gun to say was my, my son, mm -hmm. who was not happy that it turns out Alice is gay uh, deacon. And the woman that collapses crying is the woman that's playing my wife. Um, and that was a fun shoot. It was different. Again, I went in um, to this casting office, which I've been trying to get in for a long time. And I finally get this audition, this role, and it's like the gay deacon. And I didn't, I didn't bother me at all. Um, what impressed me is that I got there in the casting room. I'm confident because I'm thinking like I, it's an emotionally, uh, you know, it's uh, a intense very emotionally scene. scene. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you basically had to do, I think, that gun scene in the uh, audition. And uh, I'm sitting there ready. And in walks like this actor that I've seen in movies since I was a kid. And he's up for the same role. And I'm like... Okay. <laughs> At least I got to be in here and audition for it because I thought and this guy is a great actor too. Um, and you just never know, you know. And that's happened to me multiple times now when I've been up for shows that I walk in as actors that I see in major films and TV shows for a long time, and I'm getting used to You're that. You're in the game now. Yeah, I guess you can say I'm getting used to that, and I'm not. Uh, at first, I was really that 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 audition specifically. I was intimidated. I was like, wow, I. All I can do is what I can do, but I was really intimidated when I saw him walking. He was like, you like this, and then he's like, you see the defla you hear that deflation sound, <laughs> sound effect going, that was me sitting in that waiting room when that uh, Well, obviously went. you must have nailed it on the audition. Were you able to channel some of that kind of intimidation energy to, um, to the audition? Piece? I think uh, some of the fear, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah probably <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, I guess they just, uh, they really liked my, uh, liked my read, so... Yeah, great director working in that too, and the great cast for that show. So, um, yeah. so we got another question here. Have you ever met or worked with Silk Kozart? Do you know that one? Um, I can't say that I have. Okay. So um, I think that's a no show. Uh, it, 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 it could be. I, I don't know if I work with. Uh, Work with them it's a very specific question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the name. I worked with, uh, been in, on scene with a lot of people, and I don't always remember. So here's a fun fact, too. Struggling as an actor, getting up to L.A., trying to get into that industry, and only having acting or, uh, as an income, sometimes in between jobs, I would go in and do, like, featured background work for, for TV shows or films. So there's a lot of times these shows will pop up uh, that I'm in. So you mentioned, like, uh, uh, a Star is Born. Mm -hmm. I'm in a scene in that. I heard there, you. <laughs> there is a scene in the bar where uh, the guy nearly gets into a fight and Lady Gaga punches this guy. I'm right in, I'm, this is a bar full of cops, mm -hmm. and so I'm one of the cops in this scene, they wanted me for that. Um, there is, God, another film uh, that I was, I guess, featuring and people told me called How to Be a Latin Lover. Oh. <laughs> there is a scene where I pop up in that. I remember barely. I, it wasn't called that at the time they asked me to work on this. It was called something else, and I didn't know what it was going to be. Um, but that was another one as well. That was on Netflix for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a, a movie called Dolomite coming out starring Eddie Murphy that you might see. Click, click. It, again, this is a couple years ago. <laughs> so oh, wow. This stuff just comes out. Um, so I can't do that anymore because... I'm auditioning so much that um, one of these films in particular, I was on this and I was getting auditions for that day and I would sneak off set to go to the auditions and then come back. And it wasn't, it was like highly stressful because <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm, I was background essentially and I, I figured they wouldn't miss me, but it's, it's highly stressful. So uh, yeah, I, I can't do that. I can't do that stuff anymore. So fortunately, yeah, fortunately. Yeah. Well, it all seems to be working yeah. out for you now. Yeah. Um, so Brian Keith Davis. Yeah. Brian. Uh, he he yelled in the chat, "Ferret." <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> for, right. For your sake, um, I, I did not load that video clip up. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, Mike Peterson actually asked a question way way before <laughs> it started. <laughs> Uh, the crew is in the chat room. Right. Uh, where did he ask? Oh, I don't know. He asked something about wearing a green butt. Oh, how was it being put into a green suit to become a ferret? So, Merrick, in his uh, <laughs> graciousness with us, uh, came out for a midnight shoot uh, on our very last 48 film, um, which Teresa directed. And... Uh, 
you came out and played a surprise <laughs> CGI ferret character for us. Yeah, that was a, a little <laughs> little cameo spot that I, I I think I opened up to people that I knew. Hey, if you have a little cameo, you might need me to do that. That's fine. I don't mind doing it. And so David Dawson's, uh, <laughs> I think it was you that reached out to me saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. we have this whole thing we want you to do. Um, you know, it's it's you're gonna be playing a ferret in this." And I'm thinking, okay, so I'll be in a ferret costume. What's he like? No, no. And so uh, I get to set, and then I think it's Teresa whips out this like plastic bag with a green spandex full body suit in. And I was like, well, What's you know, we could have handled it where it was just a voice piece. <laughs> but, but you're no. fucking MacArthur. Mm, yeah. You know? <laughs> so, but that was actually. That was actually fun. I was. Uh, not expecting that, but it turned out really well. It was really funny, and uh, I think a lot of uh, San Diego had a, a lot of fun with that. Well, what I scene. loved was that pictures of you on our set like got out. Like Jody took pictures of you in the green suit with all the dots on your face. Yeah, the pictures got out and they before. Were, yeah, yeah, they oh, got before that the night. So oh, wow. for like the next what. It was like two weeks before the screening. <laughs> People were trying to guess People what you were going to be. guess what you were doing on wow. our set. <laughs> and we were sharing studio space with another team that was filming. So they were like, oh my God, you guys are actually doing motion capture? <laughs> it was so funny. People thought we were doing mocap in there. And that, that, that's what, yeah. that was the ruse. <laughs> and it <Yeah>. worked. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It's it a was a lot of fun. It was, and not telling everybody was a joy. It was yeah. a joy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I, I think I got a call from either you and or Mikey like a night uh, months ago, and I swear I know you don't drink, so I was utterly confused <laughs> by this call. And it was like you. Say, I forget the premise, okay. but I'm sitting there with Here Peggy, it is. and I'm like, Peggy, he wants me to. I, I don't know. I'm sure what he's saying to me. He said he wants me to come out of a garbage. Something you were saying to me, and I'm like, I, I thought I really thought he must be drunk, but I it wouldn't be so. You wouldn't fall to whack. I don't know what was going on. So what was going on? <laughs> so <laughs> I hear Mikey laughing in the background. So we participated <laughs> in uh, the True San Diego okay film competition. All right. Right. Oh, this I know what. what. You know what happened? Yeah. Right. And, oh, I remember that. <laughs> and, you know, we were adapting various various uh, short stories into, into a film. Mm-hmm. And the film we picked uh, was called Feeder Rats, and it became Tossed Aside. Mm-hmm. And uh, it became one of our nights. You know, we were brainstorming endlessly for mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. on this thing and trying to figure out how to make it work. And, one th- at one point on one night when we were having a good time, and maybe I'd partaken of something, uh, <laughs> uh, it dawned on us that we had animals in our movie, snakes specifically, and what fun it would be to have Merrick come in and just <laughs> his way through a picture, just be the snake sounds for us. And we called you just, it was, like, it was middle of the night, it was like 11.30 yeah. or something. <laughs> so we were a little... We're a little excited about the idea. You didn't seem so plussed by it. <laughs> no. I think at one point somebody proposed bringing back Merrick the ferret too in that mm-hmm. like a little cameo yeah. scurrying. Yeah. It was one of those nights where a bunch of yeah. filmmakers... And I fun. love you, David. I just <laughs> didn't know what was going on. I could tell. <laughs> so, and for the I record, don't I don't know that I knew what was going on. <laughs> I was asleep. What do you want? Yeah, I... For the record, I said, why are you calling him? <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Thank you. There was a voice of reason. There was. He listened to me, Mm. but that's okay. So, anyway, uh, you know. Do you get us deal with smart water, by the way? No. No. Smart water. I know, right? Smart water. When you're too dumb to drink regular water, it's the one with the fish. Smart water. It's, it's the, the one with the fish. Side effects may include runny nose, <laughs> vomiting, anal leakage, and an eight-hour erection. Consult your doctor. And we love <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's um, it's wonderful having you on the show, Thank you. Merrick, and and it is a personal joy of mine because I've been traveling around the country a lot. Yeah, I know. So I feel I feel detached from home. A well, lot. when you're here at Disneyland. Absolutely. You and Teresa yeah. every time. But, <laughs> but what really is cool is, and this is not, not just you, this is you, and it's Laura Boleyn, and it's, it's a few other people in our community. No matter where I am, I'm seeing you guys cropping up on my television yeah. yeah. sets. And yeah. it is delightful whenever it happens. And it just makes me feel warm and fuzzy that my friends are out there succeeding 
and being seen and to see your careers growing and thank and, you and see you going strong and you know I hope uh, no matter how far up that ladder you climb that you're willing to come back and keep chatting with us and telling us about the journey because it is a journey right that it, it ab- absolutely is yeah and we're all in various places in it yeah but it's fun yeah. to check in with each other. And we can keep telling our friends, we know that, I know that person. <laughs> yeah, I do the same with Laura, with Jonathan, <laughs> with, with Kristen, with uh, Jennifer and Mark Allen. I mean, all these yeah. guys are just... Well, and, uh, a girl that uh, Teresa, my sister Laura, and I, we grew up with, uh, Fiona Gubelman. She's on uh, The Good Doctor now. Oh, wow, yeah. So it's just like, yeah. you know, all, all my friends are just, they're doing so well. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. And so, you know, my congratulations to you on the successes that you're having. Thank you. I know they're just the start, you know. Thank you. Um, and Whitney is going <laughs> at it full bore with her acting going into <laughs> next year. So I expect to see good things. Yep, we'll see where we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have somebody that I can seek advice from in Merrick. So. Yeah, and a couch. Yeah. And, and a couch. <laughs> and a couch. Uh, yeah, reclinable. Very nice. Also, pretty awesome. Hey, I, couch surfing is fine with me. It's a good place to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, well, um, thank you for joining us. Sure. Uh, thank you all for joining us for all three of the episodes that we live streamed today. This was our, our big test uh, yeah. pilot program of getting the show into live streaming. Uh, thanks to the generous... Uh, help of our partners here at Voice and Video and Bill. Thank you very much, Bill. Thank you. And uh, if you're in San Diego and you're looking to make films, this is the place, man. You need to come down here and talk to Bill. They've got a full line of rental gear. They've got everything you possibly could want to buy. And they've got this awesome studio space that's available for rental. That's really nice. And, yeah, uh, great. you know, you should check them out. And if you haven't, if you haven't been down here, come down here and, and, and say hello. Bill will be happy to show you around. Has the new camera smell. It's like metal. Happy. Until the next time, uh, when we come back with more live streaming in January, um, be sure to check out the podcast itself. All, all the audio from today's shows will end up there over the course of the next month. And uh, and yeah, this is the way the show is going to be going forward for a while. We'll be really doing, nice. We'll be doing nice several job. live streams a month. Yep. And uh, we'll still do some audio-only episodes based on various guests' uh, abilities to join us. And, uh, yeah, it's a whole new era for the Intellectual Podcast. We're, we're in our sixth year now. Wow, congratulations. Crazy enough. Congratulations. Wow, yeah. yeah. This is our 232nd episode. Awesome. Um, so it's kind of crazy. Uh, I can't believe we're still at it. But I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stop. Good. Whitney's not going to Keep stop. evolving. Yeah. And thanks yeah. to Bill and this location... Uh, the show's not going to be wholly dependent on my availability to do interviews anymore. Whitney and Mark and Steve. Ah, they're going to leave uh, me to run the show. Uh, I'm down and start doing <laughs> some shows without me when I'm out of town. Yeah. Be so, afraid. Be very afraid. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, a, it's a great thing. It's a wonderful partnership that we have with Voice and Video. And we, we thank them very, very much. Um, until next time, I'm Dave Dawson. I'm Whitney Wegman. And I'm Eric McCarthy. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty that will not flush no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck. Telling you, please, talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears. Intellectual Podcast.